Go. Hey everyone, it's Heather Whaley. Frank Whaley. And over here. Today is on the mic. Friday. It's the 29th of July. We haven't been here for a while. No, because um well Jesus, every lo- freaking... uh, uh, here's the thing. Not every time. Yeah, but you could have a snack before. What, what happened was um I was summoned to this closet while I had a cucumber in my hand, a baby cucumber. Is that what they call them? Baby cucumber? Um, uh, I don't know if keep it in my hand. Yeah, anyway, no, it, you do it on purpose. I mean, I've been, it's not <clears> appreciated. I've been intermediate. I've been intermediate fasting today. Is that what they call it? Intermediate? I've been doing my intermediate fast? Intermittent fasting. Oh, what's the difference? I've been intermittent fast, intermittent, do my intermittent fasting today. So it's time for my cucumber. Anyway, I'll just finish this bite. But anyway, uh, and then the swallowing. But some some people like that. No, nobody likes that. Um, some people listen. Some fetishists will just listen to people swallowing. Yeah, heard, that's not who's that. that's not who's listening to this. I'm sure there's fetishists listening to this. Anyway, you mentioned that we hadn't been around for a while. Reason being. I was I was uh, out of town once again doing shit that's beneath me, Heather. Mm. Am I right or wrong? Yeah. I, I would rather be turning tricks than doing what I just did. Well, that's that is entirely a, an option for you, Frank. That you could make that decision. You could make that happen. Well, yes, I could. I could. I could I could turn down roles in in this type of project if you if if you want to call it that for the for the the you know the you know what happens is they get they, they with these kinds of things as they say oh this role this this role let's offer it to Steve Buscemi and then they offer it to Steve Buscemi and Steve Buscemi says what are you crazy don't ever call me again and then they then they get to Paul Giamatti and Paul Giamatti's agent says don't 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 bother us we have a real life. And then it gets down to like Pauly Shore. No. And and Pauly Shore says, I wouldn't even do this. No. And then they say, Oh, you know who would do this? You know who would do this? Frank Whaley would do this. Let's call call him. Call him and offer him the least amount of money that we can possibly offer somebody without being completely insulting. You know, there are people who go to work at horrible jobs every single day mm-hmm. and they don't make as much money as you made doing this so-called horrible job for a couple of days. I, I was I didn't read it till I got on the plane. I almost jumped off the plane. I almost jumped out of the plane. I asked the stewardess where the emergency exit was. I and she said why and she said why attendant. And she said why? And I said because I just read the worst script I've ever read. She said, Well why didn't you read before you got on the plane? Now she's my agent. But anyway, to be honest with you, I'd rather I'd rather work at I'd rather work at um, Home Depot. That is not true. I'd rather yes. I'd rather no. ask me ask me where ask me where something is. Listen, uh, hold, hold on. Just ask me where something is at Home Depot. Okay, where would I find uh, lug nuts? Um, actually, let me get somebody from Hardware to help you. 
See, that's better dialogue than I had to just perform in this stupid fucking thing that I was doing. I, so I've got to look at Home Depot. I, 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 God, I just wish, how many cucumbers did you bring down here? I'm still working on the same one. Almost done. Oh, my God. Anyway, that's why I haven't been around. I've been, I've been you know, doing, doing the best I can with my acting to horrifying circumstances with people. No business. Yeah, I think you should have be a no little business. bit grateful, Frank. You should be grateful. Okay. You should practice gratitude. I say that to you all the time. You need to practice gratitude because you're very lucky to do what you do for a living. You're very fortunate, and you need to show a little bit of thanks to the universe. Instead of thinking about what you wish you had that you don't have or what you think you deserve. You know what I'm grateful for? This cucumber. Jesus. I had, uh, I have this recurring nightmare that I'm like going under. Like, um, I've had recently had colonoscopy. Um, not recently, a few years ago. I think I'm up for, I don't know how many. You're supposed to, my, my old doctor told me every five years. Your new doctor said every 10. Yeah. So you have a recurring nightmare that you are that I'm under, under the, general anesthesia. That they put me under general anesthesia and they start just playing around with my body. And you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and then I came across this article that anesthesiologists are confessing the most shocking things they've heard patients say. Okay. So this one guy says he was giving a young female patient sedation for a routine colonoscopy. And as they and as I pushed the propofol sleeping medicine, it started to hit her. She sat straight up and yelled to everyone in my procedure room, I shaved my asshole for you. Oh and then she God. flopped down on her pillow and she was asleep. Okay, so now that has been implanted in my brain. So the next time I'm being put under general anesthesia, that's what I'm going to say. And everybody listening, you're going to do the same thing. How do you do that anyway? How do you shave your behind? How do you do that? With a razor? But I mean, how would you, how would you, how would you, electric razor or a straight razor? I would not think it, it sounds dangerous to me. Somebody's got to invent something that makes that easy. Well, one of those shower mirrors, maybe you could look. Watch it. Well, there should be something. You know, they have those things that you can, like, you can do your, um, your, your like, your nostril. They should oh, have God, something like that. you don't put it up inside. You have to do a little bit, probably. No, what? You, why is it hair up inside? That's so freaking disgusting. Uh, Nobody's sticking a thing that has, like, a blade on it. I mean, nobody is sane. Is taking a thing that has a blade on it up inside their butthole. It's not a blade. It's like a... A real... razor, whatever. Right. Some some cutting mechanism. Wouldn't be the worst thing you put up there. Um, another person said, I'm an anesthesiologist. The best story was something a 40-something-year-old woman for an ap- appendectomy said, while well, I'm giving the propofol to induce anesthesia, she slurred, oh, I don't remember it tasting like that before. I said, what does it taste like? Since propofol doesn't usually elicit a taste reaction, she yelled, "These nuts!" Oh my God, that's was, pretty funny. It was promptly under a- anesthesia, and then there have been other stories, but this one had the entire or sta- the whole o- OR staff rolling. 
um, these nuts. These nuts. I bet. I bet she planned that. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. These all sound like. Uh, I mean, my sister was going in for a surgery, and as she was going under, they said, "What name do you want us to call you today?" And she said, "Megan, the Duchess of Sussex." Crazy. And did they? I have no idea. I was coming out of the fog of anesthesia from a colonoscopy. Colonoscopy? Why am I saying Colin? I don't know. Colin Hanks-scopy. Colin Firthanoscopy. Colin, who's the guy that just died who was the, the Secretary of State? Colin, Colin, but that's Colin, Colin Powell. Colonoscopy Powell. Apparently, I didn't recognize my wife and refused her affections, telling her she was pretty, but I was married. Oh. Okay. Got big brownie but What's points. his wife doing in there? I guess exactly. when, yeah. when you're coming out of it. Right. <sighs> My husband was put on to get his wisdom teeth out. He was a little anxious and, and is also just kind of anal sometimes. So he read his pre-op instructions front to back like a dozen times. One of the things it said was, you may experience profound disorientation upon awakening. As he woke up, he opened one eye and looked around the room, then said extremely huffily, I would call this profound. Then he started crying. Oh, my God. That's pretty funny. I mean, why is he crying? My dad asked my mom to pick up his butt cheeks so he could fart, and it was too heavy. Yeah, that's gross. Oh, my God. That's really gross. What? That's really gross. Pick up my butt cheek so I can fart. It's too heavy. What? That's really gross. I don't I don't know. Where are you getting your news from these days? This is on BuzzFeed. Oh, my God. My wife was all doped up during her C-section and asked the anesthesiologist, did they cut me open yet? He calmly told her they did, to which she replied, oh, shit, with a huge grin on her face. Oh, my God. Um, You want to hear another one? Here's yeah, one well, last one. Yeah, give me one more. I've only been under general anesthesia, I think, twice. Twice, yeah. Right. But you say some crazy shit in your sleep. Okay. You know that. I've told you that before. Oh, my God. And you're not even under anesthesia. Oh, my God. You say really, really nasty. These nuts. You say nasty stuff. Okay. Like, Give me one more. That's, that's one, what I say? You say Give that. That's more. what you said in your sleep once. <laughs> you said that. And I said, who are you talking to? And you said, Gerard, of course. Give me one more. My my husband had his ACL and meniscus repaired. When they Ouch. brought him back into the room, he stared at me through half-closed eyes until the nurses left and then said, I love you. I'm glad you're here. I melted. Then he conked back out for about half an hour and woke up with a big gasp. I thought he was in pain. That's how loud it was. And went, Burger King! Burger! That's stupid. That's really stupid. One of my patients coming out of sedation is embarrassed her husband, who was in the room, by saying that during their sex, he likes... During their sex. Their sex. He Ew. likes to have Vicks rubbed on his backside. Oh, God. Apparently, when I was going under, I told the anesthesiologist, don't mess this up. I know where you work. Uh, that, no, that's, that's just a standard joke. I'm yeah. sure they get that kind of stuff all the time. Right. I wonder if it, that's true about the Vicks. Ew. My husband had gone uh, colonoscopy, and when he came around, he started aggressively grilling the staff about Abraham Lincoln. Ah, I would like that. I wonder if he knew his Abraham Lincoln facts and figures or if he was just making them up. He isn't a, a, he isn't a historian or anything, but works as a business analyst and knows next to nothing about Abraham Lincoln. There you go. Uh, Abraham Lincoln. I love it. Anyway, that that was there's more but they're kind of stupid. Yeah. Someone sang the Magic School Bus theme song. Oh god. Um 
sometimes when I hear stories like this, it makes me very depressed. I start to think about how very, very many people there are in the world, and everybody's got their stories, and their stories are super important to them. And, you know, I have my stories that are important to me that are not important to anybody else. And there's so many people living and breathing and polluting and all that stuff. All at the same time, it gets a little overwhelming. Yeah. I know I took that to a different place. That's what you, what if you said that when you came, you were under anesthesiology, anesthesia, anesthesiology. Oh my God, then everybody would be crying. They'd just leave me under. Something that is happening this weekend, which potentially could be a little bit scary, um, is a 25 ton Chinese rocket booster is going to be crashing to Earth. Yeah, it's uh, set to tumble uncontrollably back to Earth. More good news, am I right, Heather? Yeah, Um, exactly where it will land is unknown, but the possible debris field includes, folks, I'm just giving you a warning, do not, do not shoot the messenger. The debris field includes the United States, India, Australia, Africa, Brazil, and Southeast Asia, pretty much everywhere, except for like, that's pretty much everywhere, except Europe. Um, and they say, they say, here's the, here's what they, here's what they say is the good news. An analyst for the Aerospace Corporation told, uh, Reuters, this is from Reuters, that the risk posed to any single individual is on the order of six chances per 10 trillion for any one person. He also added that 75% of the planet's surface in the potential path of reentry is water, desert, or jungle. So they're like, well, you know, chances are it'll probably go in the ocean because most of the earth is ocean. And you probably aren't going to be on a boat or at the beach right where this rocket is landing. Sounds like a nothing burger to me. But imagine if, okay, so you know there's also this massive, massive Mega Millions that is going to be announced tonight. It's like a 1.2 something bazillion dollars. Yeah. What if, oh my God. You won the Mega Millions. And, and then, then you got hit with the debris. And then you got hit with the freaking booster. Would you be the luckiest person on Earth or the unluckiest person on Earth? That's the question. That is the question. I, I guess mean, a little bit of both. I mean, if, if, if you had the ticket in your pocket at the time, that would really be bad. Or a rocket in your pocket, as they say. Oh you know, um... You know that. Uh, okay, that's like a like a full thirty seconds of you going. You know. You know. Um, you know. Um, you know. Uh, uh, you got to clean it up a little bit, Frank. Okay. Uh, you know. Oh I was going to talk about Chris Pine. I was reading this article um, about these actors who didn't get didn't get uh, roles for ridiculous reasons. Okay. Chris Pine. You know what Chris Pine is, right? Of course. Chris Pine's only faint. Only pro- I, well, I'm not gonna say. I'm not gonna say. I'm not. I'm not gonna say this, but I'm gonna say that his father was a famous actor, right? Wasn't his father a famous actor? I have Chris no Pine? idea. Yeah, he was. Maybe not famous, but he was a, like a working actor in the '70s, whatever. Anyway, my father's a dead junk, drunk janitor from Syracuse. So that's that's how much that's how much advantage I had to Chris. Anyway, Chris Pine auditioned for the OC. Oh. Was, yeah. But what's is the what's the OC? That's a reality show. No, you're thinking of um, Laguna Beach. Yeah, the OC was a show. Laguna with, Hills. What was it called? The Hills. The oh. Hills. Yeah, the OC was a show with um, 
it started. started I like remember a, that one. Yeah. All okay. I remember is Peter Gallagher was in it. Um, anyway, they say he was really, really good, but he was re- rejected because of his acne. Okay. Um, I'm not sure that's a stupid reason to be rejected from a television show. You, you got, what, where you're supposed to be like the head. I mean, they can fit ball. They can fix that. They can fix that. Yeah. I mean, I've seen people like I've seen people come on set with huge cold sores on their lip and they get they, they you know, they're fine. Okay. Maybe he just I did, well, maybe I did. he sucked and that that's just what he says. They yeah, they didn't and you would never hear that. Your agent wouldn't get a call. Yeah, they really loved him, but he has acne. Like mm, that, very very early on in my working life, I had to do a I was scripted to do a or planned to, to do a kissing scene with this actress and she had a big Big honking cold sore on her on her upper lip. I took one look at that and I said, "I'm I'm not doing that." And Good. I, and and yeah, well, I, mean, I know she I, and she was upset. She's famous. She's famous now. Not famous then. Okay, so Chris Pine. Claims Anybody who can guess who I'm talking about gets a hundred thousand dollars. Chris Pine claims to have. No, it's not him. Casting the casting director Patrick Rush told. Oh. Tell told the Welcome to the OC bitches podcast. Everybody's got a podcast, Heather. Welcome to the. Oh, I mean, should we have done that podcast instead of this one? At least theirs yes. is about something. Yes, we should. Not have. just some guy sitting there eating a cucumber, hemming and hawing. Well, we were going to, but we we got rejected because we had too much acne. Who else? Who else did the? Was it the same casting director spilled the dirt on other he people? He said. He said at the time, Chris Pine's skin was really, really bad, and they broke my heart because I was a kid with acne. I remember thinking he was so good. Well, why don't you cast him then, dumbass? The role yeah. went to Ben McKenzie. Chris Pine's doing way better than Ben McKenzie, but... Ben McKenzie. Okay, so who else didn't get cast for some dumb reason? Um, um, somebody named Rige Jean Page. I guess he's the guy from that British soap opera that we love. René Aubergenois? No, the guy, he's uh, African-American fellow. Oh, from Bridgerton. Yeah, yes. he, didn't get the, he didn't get cast as uh, Superman's grandfather on Krypton because of his race. Okay. I'm that's, sure that's the like the least bad thing that's happened to him because of his race. Yeah, yeah. In response, well, maybe not. I don't know. I, I don't know. Anyway, the role went to Cameron Cuff, Lisa Edelstein. I've worked with her a couple times. You know her. Mm-hmm. She had contract in place to star as Carrie Bradshaw in Sex and the City. Oh, really? Never heard of that. Until Sarah Jessica Parker finally. You never heard of Sex in the City? No, I've heard of Sex in the City. I've heard of it. This is a wonderful show. Um, and she, she, until Sarah Jessica Parker finally made up her mind, Lisa told Access Online, I was either going to do it or not. It all depended on whether she said yes. Well, that's not a dumb reason. That's a, they, they got the person they wanted. You well, were second choice. They, but why didn't they cast her as one of the other ladies after having Sarah sex des- in that city? Exactly. After Sarah decided to take the part, Lisa was dropped and she found the show was too painful to watch. I find that show painful to watch, too, and it's not because Lisa Edelstein... It's because of Kim Cattrall. It's because of all of them. ridiculous dialogue. Mmm, I love a big pink cock. That was literally a line in Sex and the City. Mmm. That's... That's insane. Um, uh, The really crazy thing is that she improvised that. How do you know? I'm just kidding. Oh. Um, Let's see. I'm trying to find... Oh, Mark Webber played Gray. Ah, who knows? We don't know who Mark Webber is. Um, I know Steven Webber. No. No relation. Um, 
You got to get better with bringing the content here, Frank. Yeah. Early in her career, Mindy Kaling was offered her own sketch comedy show, but the network made her, her audition for the role of herself, then decided she wasn't attractive or funny enough to play the part. Oh, my God. And that's not a bad reason. I get every day, every day I'm, I get from my 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 representatives, you they, they want something more leading man, which is which is that for them saying for, for them, that's, you know, for, that's code for you're you're a gnarly, squirrely looking dude. They, for a while, like in the 1980s, to be on television, you had to be like super, super handsome. And then it kind of went the other way for a little bit where they went for more kind of real looking people. And then now I feel like it's all super handsome, very attractive people. You got to be good looking. You got to be good looking. That's Maybe, why. You know, you could always go on Alone, that show Alone. The more I think about it, the more I'm going to go on Home Depot. You could play one of the squirrels on Alone in the, in the trap. Well, have a fantastic weekend, everyone. While we were gone, you had a birthday, Frank. Yes, I did. Yeah. So happy birthday, Frank. Uh, thank you. I'm 59 years old. And uh, you look fantastic. Oh, yeah. Um, these nuts are doing fine. This is not very good podcast content.